y'all. Welcome to Katie Talks Trash, where I talk trash about all the trashy television I love to watch. Tonight, we are talking about episode three of Queer's Bachelorette season, and I'm really excited to talk about this episode because I had to miss this episode. It was my birthday. We were running away from a hurricane. It's a whole situation, and my friends were in group text talking about it, and I had major FOMO major FOMO about this episode, so I finally was able to sit down and watch it. There's a lot to unpack in this episode, um, and honestly, I'm just kind of over it. I'm over it. I'm ready for this chapter of Claire to close, but we're going to do it. We're going to hop in. We have light at the end of the tunnel. We see Tasha in the trailer, so we're going forward. Okay, so we open up. We're still at the cocktail party from last week. There's no rose ceremony yet. Yosef is still mad about Danka Dodgeball, and he keeps saying he has a daughter to protect, but Yosef didn't play Dodgeball. I don't disagree with him, though. I don't. But this is the hill that he has chosen to die on. But I don't know why he's still here. Why does he have to prove a point about this? This is slightly like P energy. If this situation is not for you, which it's not for everybody, finding love on a national television show while doing ridiculous stunts like Naked Dodgeball is not for everybody, and it's okay. You can just go. You can just go away. But Yosef immediately interrupts sweet little Jordan, his date, to talk to her. He says the same thing that Luke P. said while this is about you, this is also about me, which is not wrong. It's still not wrong. And I hate to agree with him on some of the points that he's making, but his delivery is just terrible. It's awful. He doesn't have to say all this. Like, you can tell somebody that it's not for you or this isn't going to work out between me and you without attacking their character, without saying things like these awful things that he said to her about how he expected a lot more from the oldest bachelorette. He's ashamed to be associated with her. He calls her classless and distasteful. It's just, it's too much. Like you could have just said, listen, I'm not here for it. I, if I had been chosen to do Naked Dodgeball, which Claire tells him the reason why he wasn't chosen for that was because he is a father. She understood that could have just said, I'm not going to do this. I don't think you and I are are in game. I'm, I'm done. And it could have been peaceful and he could have walked away. But he wanted to make a scene. There are people in this world that want to make a scene. And Claire is not here for it. She says, you are done. And it reminds me a lot of the Luke P and Hannah conversation where she like escorts him to the bus and he asks to pray for her. (laughs) Do y'all remember this? It's like, can I pray for you before you leave? And she's like, no, absolutely not. That's great. And then he says something that is awful. He says, you're not fit to be the mother of my child. And that is, it's too much. He deserved the yelling. He deserved the yelling. Easy is saving the day. He is fired up. He is basically chasing Yosef to the street. All of the dudes are standing up for her, which I appreciate. Like, no woman deserves to be told things like that. She finally says the iconic line, our fence jump that we've been waiting for. 
I didn't settle for men like that. She finally says it. And here comes Dale. She's crying about another man, but she wants to make out with Dale. That's all she really cares about. And we see this all through this episode. Um, never mind all the men that basically chased Yosef out of the resort for her. Um, she's crying into Dale. He knows how to play the game. He knows when to sweep in. He knows what he's doing. Dale is excellent at this show. So they sit her down. Here comes Chris Harrison, the therapist, who is putting in some work this season. Chris Harrison is usually not this involved because he has other jobs. He has other things to do. And so since they're on this resort in quarantine, like he literally has nothing else to do. So he's just hanging out. He's playing golf. And he's doing a lot of filming because there's nothing else to do. Um, but we do know that he does leave later in the season and JoJo has to fill in for him. Um, anyways, that's another day. So she comes in and she says that she's too emotionally exhausted. They can't do a cocktail party and they're going to go straight to the rose ceremony, which is really unfair. I feel really bad for these guys. Like, this is possibly the best casting job that has ever been done by this show. Like, ever, ever been done by this show. These are some really great quality guys. Like, I have a handful of favorites on this show. And she literally does not care about them. She does not care. And I understand this could all be editing to push the Dale and Claire storyline, but it truly seems like she doesn't care. And as this episode goes on, I think that becomes more evident. And also, she wants to talk all the time about how she's such a strong woman, but she's also extremely dramatic and insecure. We often mistake dramatic insecurity for someone who is strong and able to stand up for themselves when really strong people are able to just walk away from situations and not have to make a point about themselves every time they're met with some sort of hardship. Like really true strong people can just walk away. Claire is not able to do that. There is some deep insecurity with Claire that has come out on this television show and I've talked about it before. But shows like this will really inflame your insecurities. And if you're not prepared for it, it turns into just a mess like this is. So we went to the rose ceremony. And as a side note, I do have a small debate. Do we think that Bennett's glasses are real? Or are they just part of his aesthetic? Are they clear lenses? Are they actually corrective eyewear? I think there's a debate to be made for them just being clear lenses that Bennett doesn't actually need corrective eyewear. That's a debate. Y'all let me know what you think about that. She does apologize, but like, she's not sorry. She knows what she wants. She doesn't care about the rest of them. Claire is not sorry. So the rose order, we already have some roses given out to Riley, Chasen, Blake. I feel like there was one more. Maybe, I don't know. But the rose order goes Dale, a freaking course. Zach C. I don't even know who this man is. Tamara with a pretty smile. Y'all, this man is beautiful. Tamara is a good-looking dude. We have Brandon, Brendan, Brennan. No idea. Jordan C. with the glasses. His are definitely real. He needs those to see. We have Joe, the Asian guy, who we have never heard speak. Jay, who is unremarkable. Bennett. Yes, I do love him. He's starting to be a favorite. He becomes more of a favorite as this episode goes on. Easy, who is way too low on this list. He gives her another hill. Yeah. We have Ben the Army guy, Ed with no neck. 
Ivan, who is also unremarkable and we have never heard speak, Kenny the Boy Bane Manager, Zach J, who is cute, but I had no idea that was his name, and then No Rose are two guys I have never seen before on the show, and Garen, who looks like he's about to cry. But seriously, ABC, help us out with some Chirons. Like, help us out by every time you show these men, give us their names for, like, the first couple of episodes, because I don't know who some of these men are. It makes it really difficult. So then the next morning, the guys are reliving it by the pool. We get a date card. We get Jason, Jay, Easy, who was really disappointed they didn't get the one-on-one. -on -one. Me too, honestly. Jason, Blake, Ed, Riley, and Dale. And all of these guys really kind of seem to be the front runners. They seem to be the favorites, or at least the producer's favorites. We're seeing a lot of these guys. Um, and then here comes Deanna, who I love. She's one of my favorite bachelorettes. Um, but they're really pulling out all the stops to fill some content because they can't do anything. They can't go naked bungee jumping. They can't go explore a city. They can't do some weird date. Like, they have to stay on this resort, and there's only so much they can do. And so they're having to bring in people to talk to her. And, like, Deanna, bless her heart, had to quarantine for two weeks just to get this 10 minutes of footage. Which turns out to not even be 10 minutes. It turns out to be four hours. But we'll get into that. She and Deanna are sitting there talking. Um, Deanna says, I didn't understand the concept of if you know, you'll know when you know, or um, when you know, you know, which honestly is, that's a dangerous concept, okay? It doesn't work like that for everybody. <laughs> and waiting for that can be really detrimental to your dating life. So I'm just going to give everybody a little heads up about that. Like, you can date somebody for two months and not know But that ends up being your person. Like, it's not always this, like, flash in a pan when you know you know thing about somebody. It's not always like that. And I think that's really dangerous and extremely romanticized way of looking at finding a life partner. Because um, you can also just be really attracted to somebody who is terrible for you. And you mistake that attraction for when you know you know. Um, and that could be really dangerous. So she shows Deanna that she kept Dale's pants, and they smell them, and this is weird. So I have a boyfriend t-shirt that I love. It's really soft. It no longer smells like him because it smells like me now, but I do have a boyfriend t-shirt. I don't have boyfriend pants. Men's crotches don't smell good. I don't care what they do to them. They don't smell good, and it's weird for you to keep and smell their pants. So she comes into the room with the dudes and they say she's four hours late. Four hours late. She just decides she doesn't want to do the day date. She doesn't need it. She doesn't want to do it because she doesn't care about these guys. She does not care. Doesn't care. And so I find that extremely rude and disrespectful that she's four hours late, doesn't tell them. They're all just sitting around waiting, just hanging out, waiting on her. And they don't even like send a producer in to say, hey, um, we're just not going to do the day date. I find that really disrespectful. And honestly, I just really don't like Claire that much. I don't think we can get along. She and I would not get along in real life. I don't like her. Um, so instead, they're going to go straight to the cocktail party. She's wearing a blazer and shorts, which is one of the worst current fashion trends right now, in my opinion. I don't like a blazer, and I don't especially don't like a blazer paired with shorts. And I don't like when people try to make shorts dressy. We went through this a couple of years ago. I don't like trying to make shorts dressy. They're not. They're not meant to be dressy. So Dale pulls her for the first five minutes, which is a big LOL. 
They go in the presidential suite where she's staying, which is all Claire's ever wanted. She wants to put Dale on this bed, and she wants to get laid. Pardon my crassness, but Claire wants to get laid, and she particularly wants to get get laid by Dale. Um, it's been a while. She's 39. It's COVID. She wants to have the sex with Dale. <sighs> it's a lot of making out. Um, we do get a cut to a date card interruption to show that Zach J is getting the one-on-one, -on -one, but then we go immediately back to Claire and Dale making out. The guys are all waiting. They've been gone over an hour. Easy is ready to throw hands. He goes looking for them, and he finds them in the presidential suite. He literally knocks on the door, which is hilarious. It's so awkward. Claire and Dale are laughing like they've been caught making out under the bleachers at a football game. It's really disrespectful. He goes back to the to the group, and Riley is also ready to throw hands at Dale and tells him straight up, like, this is disrespectful. Claire gives Easy what seems to be three minutes. They go back to the group, and she says to a producer, we get a lot of producer cuts in this, she just wants to hurry the rest of the night along. <laughs> she doesn't care about these men. It's awful to watch. The men, they have to rush through their dates. Everybody is pissed. It feels like chaos. Jay is in there with Claire, and Dale pops in, and she lets him. No, 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 no. I get it. They are attracted to each other. She likes him. She, this is what she wants. But this is messy. She owes these guys this time. She is getting paid to date these men. It is part of the job as the bachelorette. Even if you don't like somebody, you still have to give them time. I don't like this direction. I don't. In real life, sure, throw away all the other men that don't interest you and go after the one that you want. But this is not how this show works. It's not. So then Chasen, who is a bit bolder than I originally assumed, interrupts and kicks Dale out, basically. And Dale is so smug about this. He knows he's the favorite. I'm sure they've had this conversation and it's not put into the editing. But Easy tells him to own his game, which is true. He's like straight up lying to these dudes about how, oh, I didn't know they were in this room. And everybody's like, yes, you, there's no way you didn't know. And Easy's like, just own the game. Own the game. That's the game of this show. It is okay. Obviously, the date rose goes to Dale. No one is shocked. Literally no one is shocked that the date rose goes to Dale. And then he says, I was the best one suited. No, Dale, no. And Jason, Jason with the accent, is ready to pop off. He's so mad about this. All the dudes are so mad about this. And rightfully so. Rightfully so. They should be. So then we cut to the one-on-one -on -one with Zach J. I don't know anything about Zach J. Nothing except that he has a Kabbalah bracelet on. He's kind of cute. Um, Claire's wardrobe reminds me of soap opera wardrobe, if you've ever watched a soap opera. Like, I grew up watching The Young and the Restless, and the way that they do wardrobe on the show is everyone is dressed up all the time, all the time. It can be, the funniest thing about it is it's like 8 a.m. in someone's house, and because we never get to see their bedrooms or bathrooms on a soap opera that's not part of the set, they'll come out dressed to the nines, even if they're just hanging out on a Saturday, and they are always wearing high heels always wearing high heels to make noise on the floor. And they'll come into the living room at 8 a.m., fully dressed, makeup, hair, high heels, and say good morning to their partner like they haven't seen them all morning. And it's just not real life. And that is what Claire dresses like. She's got the high heels on with the shorts again. 
I really hate her wardrobe. I really hate whoever is styling her. It is not good. Um, and <laughs> enough about that. <laughs> they go to a spa day. They want to have a spa day. The pedicures are uncomfortable. They're rubbing guacamole on each other. I swear it's guacamole. And it's not just avocado. There is cilantro sticking out of this avocado. They are rubbing guacamole on each other. Claire's extremely uninterested. She says he stresses her out and she wishes Dale was there instead. Like that is a dagger. Um, the guys are back in the pool speculating that Darren Claire maybe had contact prior to the show, which has been assumed. Claire and Zach are jumping in the pool. She says she's respecting the process, but she absolutely is not doing that. She is not doing that exact thing. She is not respecting the process. Uh, she knows what she wants and what she wants is Dale. Um, and is completely throwing these other men to the side. So then, the most awkward moment I have ever seen on this show happens. They're getting out of the pool. They're going to go get dressed for their night portion of their date. And she's standing on the stairs. And she leans in to give Zach a kiss. And he's standing there. I had to rewind this to make sure I watched her properly. He's standing there, clearly ready to kiss her, and she stops as soon as she gets to his lips. And then she freaks out. She freaks out. And Zach is just standing there and he says, why did you stop? And she gets out of the pool. She says, never mind, let's just get ready for the date. And he goes after her, as I would expect someone to do when there's a completely confusing moment. And he does. He, like, puts his hand around her neck and he and he holds onto her arm and he's trying to understand what just happened because he didn't do anything wrong well she takes his putting his hands on her and his you know wanting to go after her which she says she wants she wants somebody who's going to be bold and stand up for her as aggressiveness and she completely shuts down and I get I get that if someone has abuse trauma in their past, which she has alluded to, that any kind of unwanted touch can be seen as uncomfortable. But that's a conversation you have with someone. It's a conversation you say of like, listen, now that we're you know removed from it, I see how I maybe misunderstood your touch. It came off as aggressive to me. This is how you love me. That's a conversation you have. But she just shuts it down and she sends Chris Harrison in and says, you're done. You're going home. Like, seriously? Like, what the hell, Claire? And the only reason she does this is she's just not interested in him. She's not interested enough to make the effort to explain herself or to get his side of the story. Um, she's not interested enough to make that effort. And that is unfair to him. It truly is. He didn't do anything wrong. Like, bring him back for Tasha, please, okay? It's really unfair. Really, really unfair. So then we're going to move on to the group date. We have Kenny, Bennett, Ben, Jordan C., Brendan, who we now have a confirmed name for, Joe, Ivan, Damar, maybe more. I don't know. It clearly doesn't matter. Um, we're going to go do a roast with Margaret Cho, who I love. I think she's hilarious. Um, and then they say the rest of the guys are coming on the date to be the audience, which is so dumb, like complete eye roll. It's just an excuse to get Dale into the room by the producers. They knew this would happen. 
Ben goes in first, and he goes in on Bennett, which is great. Um, Bennett deserves to be roasted. He fully expects it. Um, ben says he looks forward to doing another roast at their wedding, which is super cute. Great line. And then, although I know that they probably roasted everyone in the roast, but we only get a compilation of all the roast of Dale. Jordan C. says Dale never shuts up. Bennett goes in. Bennett goes in on Dale, and I'm here for it. She, he says things like, how long will it take for Claire to figure out Dale only wants to run for president? He's not actually for Claire. He says he looks like the boa constrictor from the Jungle Book. <laughs> and then he calls him a diva. And he mic drops. He mic drops. It was a great moment for Bennett. Securing Bennett's place. Like, he understands why he's here. He knows he's not going to win. He knows he's not the end. But he's going to make sure that Dale doesn't. And he's going to secure his place on Paradise. That Bennett has figured it out. I love it. Claire is pissed. She says, she calls it love. And she says, you can't hate on love. Oh, honey, we absolutely can hate on love. We do it all the time. We hate on people in love. We do. But like you, here, this is like day three, Claire. You're not in love with Dale. So then we go on to the after party. Um, all the guys say they're glad that Dale isn't there. <laughs> Claire pulls Bennett first. Claire just wants to talk about Dale. Even though Bennett literally says to her, like, I value my time with her, with you. I want to talk about us. And is trying to steer the conversation away from it. And she doesn't want to. She brings up with Bennett. She brings it up with Ben. She brings it up with Vaxi. She brings it up with Kenny. None of these guys want to talk about Dale. They're all trying not to. They want to talk about themselves and focus on their relationship with Claire and get to know each other. And she only wants to talk about their digs on Dale and what's happening in the house. Why don't y'all like Dale? Like, this is all your fault, Claire. And I knew it was coming. I knew at some point she would say none of these guys actually want to get to know her. We knew it was coming. He... She ends up not giving the date rose to anyone and acts like this is the guy's fault. But it's your fault, Claire. And while she's walking away, she calls Dale, her fiancé, to a producer. She calls him her fiancé and then, in her confessional, gives the hypothetical rose to Dale. And says he deserves it for all that he's had to go through. Like, gross. Ew. No. The guys are all onto it. They're all onto it. They're asking if they're wasting their time. It's clear she's not interested in any of them. Why are they here? And if they're getting this in the editing, what did it really look like to them? Like, this is not a twist of editing. They are actually saying these things. It is clear she is there for Dale and Dale only. So what did it actually look like, you know? And that's it for the episode. It's all about Dale. I'm over this storyline. I'm ready to close this chapter. We see this in the trailer, which we know next week. Tuesday is election day, so we're going to watch on Thursday. Claire's ready to leave. 
All the guys, I think, are ready to leave. Everybody is over it. I, I'm ready for this chapter to be over. I think we're going to get a full episode of Clear next week, unfortunately. We do get a little teaser of Tasha coming out of the pool, like Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I'm ready for Queen Tasha. I'm ready to see how they handle this. Um, but I think... I think we're gonna, still going to get one more full episode of Claire. I think that the drama of the guys all wanting to leave is going to last the whole episode, and we're going to get Cliff Hong on Tasha showing up. <sighs> but that's fine. I'm just, I'm over it. I feel like everybody's over it. Nobody wants to watch this anymore. Nobody wants to see the Dale show. We're all ready for this to be over. So that's it for this week. I felt like there was going to be more to this, but there wasn't. It was just like so much everything was about Dale and Claire wasting everybody's time. And so we'll tune in next Thursday um, since we are going to be watching election coverage next Tuesday, which I'm also tired. I'm ready for this chapter to be over with. Um, this is your reminder on a podcast that nobody really listens to you to go vote. Um, make sure that you're making your voice heard. I'm not going to tell you to vote for, even though I have very strong opinions about it, but you should go vote. Um, so yeah, make sure you're following my Instagram page at Trash, where hopefully next Thursday I'll be able to actually watch in real time. Last week I had to miss because we were on our way to Disney. This week I had to miss because I was fleeing a hurricane. Maybe next Thursday I can actually watch this in real time with you guys. Um, but yeah, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And I guess that's it for this week. Cheers to next week.